Thank you, worship and praise team, for leading us. What a, what a tremendous word we heard last Sunday. If you were here, if you weren't, you need to go back and give that a listen. A double portion and a divine expansion. And I don't know about you, but I'm glad to be a part of what God is doing in our great city. I believe that it is both divine and double. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I know that you've been standing for the majority of the day today, but if you would indulge me and just stand one more time for the reading of the word. Going to be reading from the book of beginnings today, the book of Genesis chapter 1. We're excited about what God is doing in your life, excited about what God is doing here with our church, and God is just, he is just unloading blessings upon blessings, grace upon grace. I have a word today that I hope is going to encourage somebody, going to uplift somebody. I think there's some people here, probably more than one, that needs to hear the word of the Lord today. Genesis 1 and 1, Brother Jamie Diley, I concur. I, it does my heart good to see you here today. You ought to be able to help me with this, but the Bible says in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form, and it was void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning, Everybody say the evening and the morning were the first day. Can you say amen? amen? Heavenly Father, we thank you today for who you are. We thank you for the presence that we feel in this house this morning. God, I'm asking now that you would open up our hearts and minds to receive your word. God, wash us with your word today. God, let your word perfect all of us in this house and God, we won't fail to praise you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you today. You can be seated. God made light. He not only made light, but the Apostle John told us that he is the light. Now, I'm not talking about the sun because he didn't make that until the fourth day. But on the very first day, there was light because light came out of God himself. It emanated out of God. So it was John who told us in the very first chapter of his gospel that he was the light. God was the light. Jesus was the light. But if you'll remember, when we get over to the book of Revelation, it was the same John who told us that in that heavenly city, there would be no need for a son because he, Jesus, will be the light that is brighter than any sun. 
And I love that God begins everything with his light and that he's going to end everything with his light showing us who he is. He made the light, the Bible says, and he called it good. And then he divided the light from the darkness. He separated the two. Now I want you to notice with me, God did not do away with the darkness. God did not eliminate the darkness. He didn't take away the darkness because you cannot lose darkness. You can't get rid of darkness. Darkness is merely the absence of light. So darkness exists where no light is there to illuminate it. And yet even when the lights are on, darkness still looms in the background. It still looms in the shadows, ready to return when the light is extinguished. You cannot totally do away with the darkness. And God knew that. So he took the time to divide the darkness and the light. And he gave darkness a name and he called it night. Night is something that is not very kind to us. As kids, little kids, we're afraid of it. As adults, we don't function well in it. I, if you're a man who's ever come down the stairs and tried to fumble around to the refrigerator in the middle of the night and you realize that your wife rearranged the living room furniture, am I, am I the only one? Hmm. Many of us don't drive at night because we can't see well in the dark. Others don't stay up too late because my body gets tired at night. There's many physical ailments that tend to worsen in the evening time. Night, it's a universal sign to farmers that the workday is done. It's a sign to fishermen that it's time to take the boat back to the dock because we can't see the shoreline and I can't see the, the bobber and I can't see the pole and, and we, 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 so it's dark, it's time to go back, it's time to go in. Night, night. There's something about night that doesn't totally agree with the human experience. Perhaps that's why Paul told the Thessalonian church, you're actually not designed to be children of the darkness, you're designed to be children of the light. You're not, you're not supposed to be children of the night, you're supposed to be children of, of the day. Or maybe that's why Peter said, we're not meant to walk in darkness, we're meant to walk in marvelous light. And yet even as children of the light, and even as those that are chosen to walk in marvelous light, darkness is always present. Night always comes. The light of day always gives way to the darkness of night. Let me take a moment here today and say there might be a lot of things that you can't do in the dark, but you do have to learn to walk with God in the night. Spiritually speaking, you will be required to walk with God even when it's dark and you cannot see. In fact, that's why Paul told the Corinthian church, for we walk by faith and not by sight. In other words, walking with God is less about the light of day and more about the faith that it takes to step forward in the darkness of night. 
Yeah, I know it's hard to see. I know it's difficult to make out the path. It's scary not knowing what awaits you or what's around the next bend. But if you only ever walked with God in the light of day, then you'll never build the trust and faith that it takes to please the Lord. Because Hebrews tells us that without faith, it is impossible to please God. So we walk by faith, and most of that is done in the darkness called night. Mm. Faith is key now because you need faith to survive the night. Yeah. Faith isn't, isn't magic. It's not, it's not something that we just, you know, just appears out of nowhere. No, faith is something that grows. Yeah, you, you got to understand that God won't ask you to believe for something monumental before he asks you to believe for something small. Yeah, faith is cultivated by choosing to believe when everything around you says it's foolish to do so. Faith is like, like planting seeds in the ground. When you, when you put a seed into the ground, it's no longer in the farmer's bag. It's, it's no longer in the hand of the sower. In fact, when you plant a seed into the ground, it's no longer visible. That seed is pushed down into the deep, dark soil of the earth. And you can't see it, and it can't see you. But faith tells us that even though the seed starts in darkness, it will begin to grow and eventually it will break forth into the light. Mm. And just like seeds begin in dark places, so our faith as a seed gets its genesis in the dark. In the dark. I know that we don't like adversity. I know that we don't like tough times, but if the faithful flee adversity, then our faith never has an opportunity to grow because faith cannot grow where it is not tested. Mm. Can I just tell somebody today that the most fruitful blessings in your life will get their beginning in the darkest places of your life? Amen? And just like that seed germinates in the darkness of the soil before it springs forth into the sunlight, and just like a baby matures in the darkness of a womb before it emerges into the broader world, if you'll have a little faith, if you'll trust in God, even when you cannot see your way clear, then that faith to trust God in a dark place will eventually propel you into the light of day. David said in Psalm 92, in verse 1, he said, It's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. To show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night. Did you see that? It's his loving kindness that comes in the day, but it's his faithfulness that sees us through the night. Love awaits me in the morning, but it's faith that I need in the darkness of the night. And so... Our text in Genesis 1 and verse 5, he says that the evening and the morning were the first day. Evening and morning. 
Not morning and evening, right? Evening and then morning was the first day. Why, why did he describe it to us like that? Well, one simple possible explanation might be this. God starts counting our days with our nights. Think about that. God starts counting God, God starts counting what will be a day for you and me by starting in the dark. And that fits with how the Jews celebrate their holy days or the holidays. They celebrate most of their holidays by beginning at night and carrying it over into the day. They do that with Passover because it was nighttime when the death angel came to Egypt and took the lives of the firstborn. But God said, if you'll sprinkle the blood on your door, then when I see that blood, I will pass over you. And that's where they get pass over. He said, I'll pass over you. Their trial, their hardship began at night. And so they start their celebration of Passover in that midnight hour, and they continue it on through the day. Why? Because they understand that God makes their days out of their nights. Some of you are going to get that later this week. I said, God makes their days out of their nights. Oh, you got to hear it for yourself today. God makes our days out of our nights. Let me tell you, it's often night when God prophesies about your day. What manifests in your day is often what is spoken during your nighttime. Do not be intimidated by your nighttime experiences. Do not be frightened by the darkness that encamps around about you. Do not be consumed by what you cannot see in the dark places because your faith is growing. The psalmist David put it this way. He said, weeping may endure for the night. Again, that's that night-to-morning principle. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Mm. Let me tell you why you ought to be excited about that. He said, weeping may endure the night, but joy does come. I want you to listen to the emphasis right there. Weeping may endure. It might happen. It might not, but it might. It could. That's a possibility. But joy is definitely coming. And oh, you got to hear what I'm saying. Weeping may, but joy will. Weeping might, but joy is a definite promise. It is coming in the morning. Mmm. Mm. Mm. There will be a sunrise. There will be a breaking of the day. But you got to hold on through your night. Because the darker the night, the more brilliant the morning sunrise is going to be. The deeper the pain of your trial, the more splendor comes when it's over. The more tears you cry in the dark, the more that seed of promise gets watered and fertilized. Go ahead and weep in the dark because God will fashion the height of your day out of the depth of the night that you're going through. Mm. 
Isaiah 45 tells us that there are treasures in dark places. Not only does God go before us and make crooked places straight and break the gates of brass and cut the bars of iron, but he also tells us that he will give us the treasures of darkness and the hidden riches of the secret places. Did you know that there are treasures found in dark places? Because treasures aren't hidden in the light. They don't bury treasure where everybody can find it. They don't bury the treasure in the light with a sign that says, here it is. They might have X that marks the spot on the map, but they're not just telling anybody and everybody where the treasure is. No, it's buried under the ground. It's in a dark place. It's in a dark place. I got to tell you today, if you know somebody who's enjoying a great morning in their life, you can almost always find that that person has endured a dark night. Because God puts some of his most valuable treasures in the nights of our lives. Yeah. Well, I don't understand how, I don't understand how that couple celebrate 50 years of marriage. How in the world did they stay together for 50 years? Nobody killed nobody? You don't know. But let me tell you. That marriage of 50 years didn't get there without some dark nights. Happily ever after doesn't happen, baby, without enduring some nighttime experiences, let me tell you. There were bad choices. There were disagreements. There were fights. There were words said that couldn't be taken back. But they held on through the dark time and they held on through the night because they found a treasure in a dark place and God turned that night into day. What about, that, what about that, that successful business or career? That doesn't happen magically. It happens through some long, dark nights. You might see them eating filet mignon today, baby, but you didn't see all the bologna sandwiches they had to eat to get there. Yeah. It took them 25 years to become an overnight success. Yeah. But they kept persevering in the dark. They, they found some treasures in that darkness and God brought them into their day. What about that anointed ministry? Oh, you, it, it didn't just appear out of nowhere. No, there were some, there were some long and hard nights. Everybody's amen in them today, but you didn't see when they were misunderstood. You didn't see when everybody was coming against them. You, you didn't see that. You didn't see the tears they cried and the rejection that they endured, but they kept the faith and they kept pressing forward and they found some treasures hidden in some dark places and God ushered them in to the light of day. Let me remind you today that great mornings are not made from great mornings. They're made from bad nights. If you see me shouting in the morning, you can rest assured that I wept in the night. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, your day will come. 
your morning will appear. God doesn't make back-to-back nights. That's not how that works. No, he makes it so that the brightness of a new day follows the darkness uh, of an old night. What does it mean? It means the sun will rise on your darkness if you can hold on, if you can have faith, uh, if you can get a hold of God, if you can find a treasure buried in a dark place. You will make it because God doesn't do back-to-back nights. There will be joy in the morning. Oh, I wish somebody would believe it today. Y'all going to get me worked up. Because God counts our days, but he starts with our nights. Mm. All throughout scripture, God tells us that he works through faith. In the darkness of night. You might not realize that. But there are a lot of significant things that happen in the night. In your Bible. Night is part of the process. Yeah. But I got to tell you. God does some of his best work. In the dark. Yeah. Let me prove it to you. We read in. The text in Genesis 1 that darkness was upon the face of the deep. There was darkness all around. No light, no seeing, just night, just void. And God spoke into that darkness and light appeared. The spirit that was God wasn't afraid to speak to the darkness around him. Mm. He said, let there be light. And from from darkness and despair, light was born. And in just six days, God created the heavens and the earth and all the things that are in the earth. That's not bad work, right? It was all good, right? But that miracle started in the darkness. That miracle began under the cover of night and then it became the light of day. Jacob, the Bible says, wrestled with an angel of the Lord. And he told him, he said, I will not let you go until you bless me. But Jacob didn't wrestle that dude in the day. He wrestled him in the night. He wrestled him in the darkness of an evening time. But after fighting this angel all night long and getting a permanent limp, the Bible says that the morning finally broke. The sun finally came up. And what was confusing and difficult in dark in the darkness of night made sense in the light of the morning. And God changed Jacob's name to Israel, gave him a brand new promise, but that promise began in the night. And then faith held on until the morning. Yeah. The prophet Micah closed out the Old Testament By saying, rejoice not against me, O mine enemy. For when I fall, I shall arise. We get excited about that, but you ought to keep reading. Because the next thing he said was this. He said, when I sit in darkness. When I sit in darkness, when the, when even the prophet had to admit that there's going to be times that we all sit in the dark. 
He admitted there's going to be times that we all sit in a dark place. When I sit in the darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. Oh, he said you may have to sit in the darkness of the evening first, uh, but the morning of the Lord is going to come. After 400 years of darkness known as the Dark Ages, Matthew would come along and open up the New Testament by saying this, that the people who sat in that darkness and held on by faith eventually saw a great light. And to them that sat in the shadow of death, light is sprung up. He was saying that you got to sit in the darkness of a nighttime to experience the greatness of a morning. Angels appeared to Mary and Joseph both to declare the promise of a son. Emmanuel, God with us. But if you'll notice, both of those encounters came at night. At night. It was night when the shepherds were keeping the watch over their flocks in the middle of darkness. But angelic hosts appeared to them and sang and told them where to find the babe who was being born. But that announcement came at night. And of course it was a night. A silent night. Where the king of kings robed himself in flesh was born of a virgin, came into this world and to live among us. He was delivered to seek and to save us. But it happened at night. Later, Jesus would approach a man by the name of Nicodemus. He would tell him that he must be born again of water and of spirit. And that meeting took place under the cover of night. It was a seed of salvation that was being pushed down into the darkness of soil and it would begin to grow. But notice that the fruit of that seed came about in about the third hour of the day. I want you to help me. Jesus sowed a seed in the night so that there could be a harvest on the day of Pentecost. He had to sow a seed in the night. He had to have a meeting in the night. There had to be a nighttime encounter before there could be a daybreak of an outpouring of the Spirit upon all people. I want to tell you today, you, you, what, what was planted in the nighttime will always bring forth fruit in the day. Mm. Jesus walked on water. At night. At night. And because he did, the disciples lived to see the next day. Jesus was betrayed by his betrayer under the cover of night. He was tried in the middle of the night. The Bible says they hung him high and they stretched him wide. And when Jesus gave up the ghost and died on Golgotha's hill, the Bible says the sun refused to shine in the sky. It went dark. Night came early that day. Night, it went dark. It covered the whole earth. And yet Jesus endured the darkness. But that dark night gave way to the breaking of a new day. 
And when the morning was just breaking and when the sun was just coming up over the horizon, the Bible says that that stone rolled away and the light of the morning brought resurrection power. Oh, I'm going to tell you what dies in the night will live in the day. I'm going to tell you what crucified in the night will be resurrected in the light of day because he is the morning star. He is the day star. He is the bright. He is my Savior. Mm. Now y'all really get me wound up. Jesus arrived to this earth in the evening. He left the earth in the night. And yet we call him the day star. The bright and morning star. He shines the brightest, lifting every heart and lifting every soul. In multiple places in the book of Acts, the Bible says prisons were opened and chains were loosed. But did you know when that happened? It happened at night. Yeah. In fact, one of the more famous versions in Acts 16 for Paul and Silas, the Bible says it happened at midnight, which is the darkest part of the night. But when that jailer called for light, it, it, we, we were bound in the nighttime. We were shackled in the night. We had to endure a night. But when the jailer, when that, when that, when that prison began to shake, and when that jailer called for light, then the Bible says his family was baptized and his family was saved. And when the morning finally broke, Paul and Silas were set free and told to go in peace. Mm. I say all this this morning to remind us that God starts his best work. His most important work under the cover of night. In the dark seasons of my life, God plants a seed. In the dark season of my life, I'm uncomfortable with it. I don't like it. I don't want to be going through it. But I got to tell you, there is purpose in your nighttime. There's a reason why the night comes because God does his best work in the dark seasons of our lives. He doesn't start with our days. He starts with our nights. Mm. And what I've come to declare to us here today is simply this. What you allow God to begin in the darkness of your night will determine the brightness of your day. Mm. What you allow God to speak to your spirit in the evening will be brought to fruition in the light of the morning. God may begin a work under the darkness of night, but you can rest assured that he will finish it in the light of his glorious grace. Whew. Don't get discouraged. 
I, I don't know where you are today. I don't know what's going on in your life. But don't, don't, get, don't get downtrodden. Don't, don't, don't be defeated. Don't, don't get discouraged. Weeping weeping's going to endure. Weep, weeping's going to happen in the night. Weeping is going to endure for the night. But there is joy coming in the morning. Joy is coming. Joy is coming. Joy is on the way. The sun's about to break. Uh, the day is about to happen. God's about to lift you out of darkness uh, and into marvelous light. I'm closing. Maybe. Paul said, I, I've got a thorn in my flesh. I've got, a, I've got a painful, painful night that just won't go away. He asked the Lord three times to deliver him from it, but God said, mm, no, Paul, I've heard you every time you've asked, but I can't take that thing. I, I can't take you out of that night because it's doing something for you that is more valuable than your comfort level. But here's what I will do, God said. I'm going to give you my sufficient grace. My grace, Paul, will be sufficient for you so that you can endure it. I'm going to tell you this morning, if God's not delivering you from the night that you're going through right now, then that only means that there is a divine purpose for you being in it. If God hadn't delivered you, that means he's trying to get you through. He might not pull you out, but he will see you through. I said he might not pull you out, but he will see you through. Brother Jamie, he might not pull you out, but he will see you through. You can testify to that today. I know that, I know that it's dark. I, I know that it's hard. I know that it hurts. I understand. But if he delivers you now, you're going to miss his purpose in it all. You'll miss the work that he's doing in your life. You'll bypass the sufficient grace of God. You'll forfeit the miracle. But if you'll have a little faith in the night. Mm, if you'll have a little faith in the night, then though he slay me, yet will I praise him. Though my body's in pain, I, I'm going to rejoice in my spirit anyway. I, I, I haven't seen the turnaround yet, but, I, but I'm still believing. I, I've not seen him pull in the driveway yet, but I believe it's going to happen. The divorce paper's on my desk, but I'm still believing it. I may have to go back to the doctor, but I still believe. They had to lay me off, but I've not given up hope. I'm still believing. What is that? That's faith in the night. That's faith in the evening time. That's faith in the evening. It gets you the love and the Savior in the morning. Oh! Stand with me today. I gotta wonder, is there any faith in the room today? 
God. He divided the light from the dark. You say, well, my, my, my nights and my days, Brother Sizemore, they, they're just polar opposite. Good, they were meant to be. You didn't do that. God did that. He's the one that divided them. The light and the day, the, the, the light and the night. The light he called day, but the darkness he called. Aren't you glad that God has given a name to your darkness? Aren't you glad that not only does he know your name, but he knows the name of the season that you're going through? And dark times weren't made to last. Nights weren't made to last forever. The old timers used to say it like this, this too. Not it might, not it may, but it shall. That's got a little, that's got something to it. That, that's got a little, that's got a little something, that's got a little body to it. It shall. Weeping may, but joy shall. I don't know what your story is this morning. I don't know what you're going through in your life. I don't know the particulars of your life situation. But if you're going through a dark season right now, if you find yourself in the night, I want you to take hope. Take courage this morning. Because God has got you where you are for a purpose. And you are about to break forth into the light of day. Would you lift your hands with me right now all over this place? I'm going to tell you, God wants to reveal some divine treasures to somebody this morning. I know you're in a dark place, but God's got some treasures in the dark. He's got some treasures in the darkness. I wonder who might be here today that would be willing to step out of your seat and come to this altar and let God do that for you today. Come on, we're getting ready to sing a song, but I wonder who might be willing to come forward and say, Brother Sizemore, I need to find some treasure in dark places. I, I need to get a hold of God. I need to break forth. I know it seems like your life is over here and your dreams are over there, but God is perfecting you in the night so that you can fulfill His purpose purpose in the day come on lift your hands everybody right now and cry out to God come on if you're in a dark place come on we're going to sing a song come on who will, who will come who will come come on somebody cry out to the Lord today hallelujah thank you Jesus thank you Jesus the morning is coming. Oh, you're not by yourself today. Come on, you're not by yourself. You might be in a night, but you're not by yourself.
on, God's going to deliver some of you through the night today. Come on, this is your breaking of the day. Today is the day of salvation.
Listen, before we, before we leave this place today, before you, before you leave to the parking lot, those that are praying still pray. But I want you to find somebody that you can just grab hands with, get a hold of. You don't know what they're going through this week. You don't know what awaits them on the outside of these doors. They could be facing a night, a darkness, and I want you to agree with them in faith right now that God will see them through that dark, that he will plant a seed of victory for them, and that he will break them forth into a morning. Come on, would you grab somebody right now where it's, where it's appropriate, where it's comfortable. Take somebody's hand right now, and let's call upon the name of the Lord God right now. God, there are some night times that need to break forth into days. God, we don't know what awaits us. No man knows, but you know, God. And I'm praying that you would give us the faith, uh, God, to see it through. God, help us to endure the night uh, so that we might break forth uh, into the day. God, let somebody discover a treasure of night this week. 
God, keep us. Deliver us. Oh, God. God, we're not by ourselves. We don't walk through the valley of the shadow of death alone. But God, you are with us. My brother's with me. My sister's with me. Oh, God, we need you. See us through the night. Your spirit lives within me, so I will walk in your peace. Your spirit lives within me, my victory.